Okay, there we go. Well, let's welcome back Coach Bruton. Coach, do you have team updates for us? Uh, big week here on campus. It's homecoming week, so a lot of excitement. We got a lot of uh, you know, a lot of people that will be coming back to campus, I'm sure, a lot of alums and, you know, Hall of Fame banquet and, and a lot of different exciting stuff going on and obviously a huge football game on Saturday. So just a really exciting time to be a Muskie. Well, what's big victory over Rockford this last weekend? Let's get your thoughts on that contest first. Yeah, I thought we played. Uh, thought we played well. Um, you know, again, it's a tough place to play. There's not a ton of atmosphere down there, and um, you know they play in a grass field, which is always kind of psychs the guys out these days when you're when you're playing on grass instead of turf. But um, you know, I thought we did do what we needed to do. Uh, felt like we were in control for most of the game, and uh, Rockford's definitely improved. You know, they they they're doing a good job down there. Their staff and uh, they're improved, and you know it was one of those games where we felt like we were in control, but never could really pull away. And, and they kept kind of answering our scores with a field goal, and you know we kind of went back and forth. But it's just good to get a win, um, kind of take care of business type game, and then, and then let's get home and get ready for St. Norbert's. For me, the turning point of that game looked like they think they're coming up with a big interception, but a penalty turns that around, gives you back the ball. You guys continue on a long drive and score. Did you feel for yourself like that seemed to take the wind out of their sails and really give you guys some momentum? Yeah, I mean there was there was a couple uh, a couple different turning points, but yeah, that was a big one. It, you know, kind of kept that cushion. Um, you know, that we were kind of up in that like fourteen to twenty range the whole second half, and um, really late in the first half, and and you felt comfortable in that in that spot. You know, I think the uh, the one time they really. Um, you know, kind of cut it was early in the, in the second half when they had the pick six, and um, we, you know, we kind of answered. I, I thought our defense throughout the game was really, really good, um, held a really good passing offense down, and um, didn't allow them to run the ball at all. Their longest rush was for six yards. They had uh, 50 yards on 26 carries. We did a great job against the run, um, and then offensively, we were uneven, you know, just uneven performance, but but did enough and kind of answered when we had to, and uh, obviously, special teams helped. You know, we had, we had a really, really good special teams performance as well. So, you know, all three phases, I thought, did what we had to do to win. Very efficient game by Robbie, with the exception of the big interception for them. It looked like he was just what they were going to allow him to have, he was going to take. And I, I was wondering if you're, you feel like he's he's really developing into a quarterback that isn't trying to, you know, force things in, but is really being – you know, kind of working with the game plan and ensuring that he doesn't make mistakes. Yeah, I actually thought it was, you know, of the four games we played, it was probably his worst game. Um, and that's saying a lot. You know, he was, he was the conference player of the week after the game. He accounted for five touchdowns, and that's just how good he's played. Uh, made a couple uh, not bad decisions, but bad throws. You know, he was picked off three times, and um, – you know, they, they weren't necessarily the, – it was the right decision. He just didn't execute the throw. And, um, you know, so that happens from time to time. Again, I, I'm more concerned when it's, when it's the wrong decision than when it's the wrong – when it just miss a throw. That, that happens sometimes to the quarterback. But the thing that makes him so special is just how competitive he is. You know, after he threw the third pick, um, he was really disappointed in himself and, and came to the sidelines. We had a talk, and I just said, what do you want to run? He said, he just said give me the ball. And, and – you know, the first play of the next series, we gave him the ball, and he went 42 yards for a touchdown. And uh, he just has that type of toughness, that type of competitiveness. And um, you know, when when we're in doubt, I'm going to give him the ball, and, and that's what it comes down to: is we're going to put the ball in his hands and allow him to make plays to, to win or lose games. And um, yeah, I think he's just developed so much that uh, you know he's a really special player. And I've been saying it now for 
a year and a half, you know, how, how special I think this kid is, and, and he's developing every week, and you know, it's the point now where he, you know, he accounts for five touchdowns, he throws for three, he runs for two, and, you know, kind of, I think, both me and him kind of thought it was a, it was a pretty average performance by him, and, uh, you know, he, he's just, he's played so well, and uh, he's continuing to get better every week, and, and we're going to need him on Saturday. I know special teams has been a bit of a concern for you uh, so far through the season, but last week was great, as you mentioned. I know you got to be happy about the results you saw. Yeah, huge, huge improvements. You know, I think uh, Hassan Rivers uh, blocked the punt early in the game. We had a 25-yard punt return from Caden Calcari, so two freshmen making big plays. Uh, you know, Leo kicking the ball, uh, five for five in extra points, two for two on field goals. Um, it's the first time in a decade that we've made two field goals in a game. Uh, so that was that was huge, um, and just the confidence of that unit. You know, Marshall Hobbs is our long snapper again, another freshman, and and uh, we've had some struggles with our long snapping, but he had a really good week of practice, and he's getting healthy. He had some some injury issues, and he's getting healthy. So we're you know, ton more confidence in that unit. Um, and then our kickoff unit was outstanding as well. You know, I think uh, we had a couple touchbacks, had a couple that they fair caught. You know, because they didn't even want to try a return. Uh, the one they did try, uh, we pinned him inside the 20 and had, had some really good coverage. And, you know, Leo just had an outstanding week kicking the ball, um, you know, not just on the field goals and the extra points, but his kickoff placement where we want it, um, hang time was, was outstanding. So huge, huge, huge improvements from special teams. And we've been working it hard. You know, we, we've practiced special teams more this year than we have at any other point um, in my coaching career. And, and we're starting to see some, div- paying, uh, some dividends paid off on that. Uh, we're all seeing some freshmen, you know, we're playing a lot of freshmen on special teams, and there's a lot of those guys that are kind of coming in their own and owning their role, and, and that's exciting to see as well. The defense, I thought, played very well. Every time it seemed like Rockford was trying to get back into that game, they came up with a play for you guys. And so I know you've been looking for them to continually be the kind of the backbone of this team, and it looks like they're really striving for you guys. Yeah, it's been uh... – you know, a great performance from our defense, really, at, at all three levels. Um, having Jason Wilder back, you know, he's our senior corner. Um, you know, he's our best player, I think, on defense. And having him back was a really steadying force. Um, he played very well. They, they didn't really challenge him much. And when they did, it, it, it didn't go very well for him. Um, so I thought he was really, really solid. Um, you know, D-line-wise, we only played four guys. We played three freshmen and, and then Jake LeClaire. And Jake's been awesome. Um, he's one of our captains. He's been awesome, especially in the run game. Um, you know, a lot of stuff that, that you know you, you may not see if you're just watching the game, but when you're watching the film and breaking it down, he's making a tremendous amount of plays, uh, freeing up linebackers, things like that. So he's been great. Uh, like I said, we took away the run game, which was huge. Um, you know, they had 26 carries for 50 yards. Uh, and then I thought we did a really good job taking away their screen game. So they're a team that likes to screen us. Andrew Reddit. Um, it's kind of just a missile as our strong safety against the screen game. He, he flies down and just kind of blows stuff up, and he was really effective as well. Had a couple where I thought he was going to pick it um, on the screen. He was down there so fast. But, um, you know, they tried to go screen, and, and we blew it up for loss a couple times just because he was there making plays. So it's a really, really strong performance. Um, you know, those guys are getting more confident every week. They're starting to play with a little bit of a swagger, and it's fun to see. This week you take on St. Norbert. They're coming off a very tough loss last week. Your initial thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be one of those games. Where both teams are one-on-one one in the conference. Um, it's a big game, and we're not trying to hide the fact it's a big game. You know, both of us, you know, when you have a loss early in the conference season, your back's kind of against the wall if you talk about, 
conference championships and, and, and things like that. Um, you know, so I expect them to play uh, extremely well. I expect them to be very motivated. Um, obviously, I expect the same from our guys. They're, they're very well coached, um, really solid in, in both sides of the ball. Um, their defense, you know, gives you a ton of different looks. So, you know, there'll be a three-man front, then there'll be a four-man front. They'll, they mix coverages very well, uh, move guys around. They, they have a, a, you know, a very good blitz scheme that they'll bring. Um, so it's a very good defense. Uh, offensively, they kind of transitioned into more of an air raid um, spread offense where they're throwing the ball around. And, um, you know, last year they had a ton of success running the ball at us. Uh, they were they were bigger, more physical than us up front. So we have to be ready to stop the run um, on defense. Uh, but but again, then take away the big plays. You know we can't allow any coverage breakdowns. We've had a few of them um, the, for the first four weeks. We can't have coverage breakdowns. We got to be really solid on the back end. And then special teams. They're very very good on special teams. Um, we have to be again. We have to be good on special teams to have you know stay in the game and, and not allow them the big plays that, that they're going to want to make on special teams. Last week you took on a team, Rockford, that had a lot of close games. Now St. Norbert has had three straight weeks of five points or fewer to decide games. I wonder when you get a lead early on a team like that, where you're up by 14 or something like that, because they've been in so many close games, do you feel like you have a psychological edge in a game like that? I think you can. Um, I think you can. I think you know, playing a team like Rockford, um, you know, they want to slow the game down. They, they play at a very slow pace offensively. They – um, they're very comfortable playing in close games, but I think um, for Rockford, you know, just talent and depth-wise, they're they're probably not where some other teams are. So so slowing the game down makes sense. Um, you know, St. Norbert's kind of the same thing. They they played a little bit slower pace. Um, you know, they play a little bit more conservatively, just just in fourth down decisions, things like that. They're very comfortable playing that that close game in the fourth quarter. Very comfortable relying on their defense, uh, which I think is the strength probably of this team and allowing the defense to kind of win or lose games by, by playing games into the fourth quarter. So, yeah, I think you can get teams to, to speed up a little bit. Sometimes I think you can get them to um, try to force things a little bit when they're, when they're behind. Um, but, again, I think St. Norbert's really well coached. I, I think Dan and his staff does a really, really nice job. Um, so, so, again, I think, you know, if we get up, I don't, I don't think they're, they're going to panic by any means. Uh, but you do hope that maybe you get them in a situation where they try to force things a little bit or change their tempo a little bit. Um, and play a little bit faster. We, you know, we're very comfortable playing that way, uh, playing a little bit more of a hectic type game. Um, but but again, I, I can see definitely that there's there's a thought if you can jump them early. That was one of our keys last week was just starting fast against Rockford because we felt like if they had to play from behind, it gets them a little bit out of what they want to do offensively. Um, it also puts a little bit of doubt, you know, in a team like that that hasn't had a lot of success. Um, you know, with wins and losses in the past, you know, when they fall behind, you know, how much how willing are they going to be to keep fighting? And, and to Rockford's credit, they did. They really played hard, I thought, throughout the game. And, and like I said, they're, they're much improved. Uh, but we felt like that was a big key for us last week. The last season, the Green Knights came up with a big victory over the Muskies. Um, as you mentioned, quite a bit of different look for the offense this season. So is there looking at last year's tape? Do you, can you get any insights, or is this pretty much starting from scratch? You, you always look at it, and you, you always look at it to see kind of how they attacked you, um, what, what they thought, you know, what was going to be good last year. But obviously personnel is different, you know, especially offensively. They're, they're uh, you know, Austin Miller's back. He was their leading receiver last year, one of their leading receivers last year. He's back. Uh, they have a couple guys back up front, but it's, um, you know, a couple guys in the backfield that saw some carries last year. But it's primarily a new group. 
Uh, and you can see that just philosophically, they're they're very different offensively. They they have really spread it out, and they've really kind of gone all in on like an air raid type scheme. Um, so I don't know how much last year's tape from a deep from our defensive standpoint helps. Um, offensively, I think it's, there's value in seeing how they played us last year. Now we're different. We've evolved a little bit um, offensively. We've had some guys that have grown into bigger roles, things like that. Um, so you you look at it, um, but you're looking at it as a as a part of the whole package that you're looking at. So. Um, you know, they were very, very different last year. Um, they were very different in 2021. When we played them here, they played us in more man coverage. They were uh, more of an option-based scheme offensively. So you know, they've made a lot of changes just in the two games that we've played against them in the past. And, um, yeah, you know, it's one of those games where we're not exactly sure what we're going to see or what their plan's going to be uh, until it starts. And then once it starts, we hope that, you know, pretty quickly as coaches, we can kind of figure out, okay, this is how they want to attack us, and then we have to make our adjustments off of that. Well, let's jump into fan questions, and we'll start with Greg. He says, it's great to see Robbie running, but how do you know or how do you teach him how to stay in the pocket and try to make plays with his arm instead of running, or does he already understand when it is the best time to run? A little bit of both. You know, we work on, um, you know, we work on, um, just kind of the pass shots, the footwork in the pocket every day. You know, our quarterbacks make fun of me because that's, you know, probably the thing we do more than anything is uh, we work drops, and, and when we watch film, you know, they'll, they'll hear me say feet, you know, over and over again. You know, look at your feet, look at your feet. Um, so we work it. Uh, and then obviously you don't want to take you know, his ability to make plays with his feet, you know, away from him. Uh, so there's been some times that, you know, even against Rockford where, you know, he left when he didn't have to leave, and we try to just, you watch on film, you try to teach him, hey, stay in, stay in, stay in. And then there's other times where it's, you know, you you're, you got a guy that can just make plays, and uh, sometimes he's in his best when it becomes like backyard football, when he's just running around and um, throwing across his body and doing some of that stuff. So it, it's a fine line between coaching, you know, you don't, definitely don't want to coach that out of him, uh, but also make sure he sees um, there's opportunities to throw the ball and stay in the pocket and, and uh, trust the protection a little bit. And, He's been significantly better overall this year with that stuff. You know, he's, he's developed as a passer, and a lot of it's just been his trust up front that we're going to protect, um, and then his footwork being significantly more consistent uh, in the pocket. So it's, you know, it's a combination of both, to be honest. Julia says, you've had great dual-threat quarterbacks through the year. Michael was awesome. Tez was great. How do you rate Robbie in comparison to them at this point in his career at, with Lakeland? Yeah, very similar. Um, very similar. There's, there's, you know, there's a lot of similarities between him and uh, him and Wit. You know, I think uh, both of them just kind of have a little bit of that moxie, that that toughness, that competitiveness. Um, Robbie's more explosive as a runner than, than Wit was. Um, Tez was similarly very explosive as a runner. You know, you talk about like straight line speed. Um, you know, Wit wasn't the fastest kid, didn't have the best moves, but he was really effective as a runner. Um, you know, I think that they're similar in how they throw the ball. Um, you know, Tez was a little bit more just natural. He, he had the stronger arm of the three. Um, you know, he had the, the uh, you know, size and the, the physicality and, and was really put together as an athlete. Um, so there's similarities between, between all three, and all three were, were great, great players here. Um, and, and Robbie stacks up with, with, with both of them, you know, and, the thing I'll say about Robbie is if you look at him, um, you, you don't think he's that that kid. You know, you look at him, and he, he doesn't look like a great athlete. Um, 
and that's part of what I love about him so much is he's so competitive. You know, a lot of it isn't just God-given natural ability, even though he has a ton of natural ability. A lot of it is just his moxie, his toughness, how competitive he is, how much of a student of the game he is. Um, you know, he's just he has that that edge that you want uh, at any position, but especially at quarterback. Don says you've been the defensive coordinator and now serving as the offensive coordinator. Which do you like better? Uh, definitely offense. Um, I, I love coaching defense, but defense is so much more reactionary. Um, I think as the offensive coordinator, you get to control the game so much more. You can control the tempo of things. Um, you're not reacting to the other team's tempo, but you get to set the tempo. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, I think for me, um, after coaching defense, I was on the defensive side of the ball for um, 16 or 17 years total. And, and coming over to offense really reinvigorated me in coaching. You know, it was something new. Um, it was exciting. And, and for me, it's been great. Um, I love working with our quarterbacks, love working with our offense staff. And uh, it was a really good change, I think, for our program. You know, I think, uh, quite honestly, you know, calling the defense for, for so long, um, I got a little bit stale coaching the defense. And uh, we didn't innovate as much as we should have the last couple of years and uh, bringing in. Coach Shep and then bringing in, obviously, Coach Ladle back. You know, they've kind of continued uh, doing some of the things that I did, but but really evolving our defense as well. And it's been really good for our defense as well as our offense, I think. Let's jump up to D1. Mike starts with asking you, do you feel Colorado and Coach Deion Sanders got exposed this last Saturday? Yeah, I don't know if they got exposed. I think people uh, – in some ways forget, like, this is what we expected them to be when the year started. You know, I think um, they upset TCU and, and, and had a, a really big win there. They won a couple other games, and all of a sudden the expectations got, you know, way too high for, for where Colorado should be right now. You know, they're, they're just not good enough right now in the trenches. Um, their skill kids can compete, but, but they're not good enough uh, on the O&D line to, to play at a top-10 level. And, and it's going to take some time. You know, it's going to take – uh, recruiting and recruiting classes and, and, and that stuff to, to get them to that level. And this is a team that was 1-11 last year. Um, they weren't going to go 12-0. And, and, and I think, you know, they, they probably got exposed a little bit. I also think it's really hard to play um, week after week with the spotlight that's on them all the time. Now, i got to imagine that's pretty exhausting for their players. Um, obviously going to Oregon and, and just, again, kind of this – us against the world mentality that they've, they've developed and they've had success with, it's really hard to continue week after week. It's just hard to emotionally get up week after week. And uh, it was coming. I think their, their fall was coming. It almost happened against Colorado State. Um, I think that game should have been a, a pretty big red flag for people that are Colorado fans. And I mean, Deion's doing um, an amazing job there. I mean, they're, they're going to be very good. Uh, I think he said it after the game, like, the, you know, this is going to be the worst he'll ever be. And I think that's right. I think he's going to kill it in recruiting. I think he's going to kill it in the transfer portal. It's going to become a destination spot for any player that just decides I, wanted, I, I want a new change. And he's going to be able to pick which of those guys he wants. Um, but I thought, you know, I, I was not at all surprised by that result. I really thought that they were going to get rocked at Oregon. And, and you know, I think it, uh, you know, probably is just a, a resetting of the expectations for, for that program, you know, more, more where they should be. Speaking of that same kind of thing, Patrick says, Notre Dame lost to Ohio State on Saturday. It seems that there is too much hype about this team that is based on their traditional or history than there should be. 
do you feel like this team is getting too much credit that they're really not a top 10 team? I disagree with that one. I actually thought, um, I think the Notre Dame team is very, very good. Uh, it, it was That was one of those games where you watch it, and I don't really know how they lost. You know, it, you, you watch it back, and, um, you know, you have them third and 19, and and you give up a completion down to the one-yard line, then you only have the 10 guys on defense. But even going back to the series before that, I, I really thought they were controlling the line of scrimmage against Ohio State. Um they needed one more first down to run out the clock. They kind of went to a, a little bit of a gimmick run play. I think Hartman ended up pulling the ball, um, and you end up with a loss of five, and now you're second and 15, and now you're you're kind of in between, like, should we throw it and try to get the first down? Do we run and make them use their timeouts? And, um, you know, I think if you replayed the last, you know, whatever it was, the last two and a half minutes of that game 100 times, Notre Dame probably wins that game 90 times, and they kind of found a way to lose it. And, and that's not a good sign for a team, but – I think this Notre Dame team is pretty good, and they got a big test. They go to Duke this week, and I think Duke's pretty good, and it's kind of kind of a trap game. We'll see if uh, if Notre Dame can be emotionally ready to play again, but I, I really think Notre Dame is pretty good, and I think they have a shot to be there right at the end for the playoffs, and you know, they have USC coming up, so that would be an opportunity for a big win, and you know, if they can run the table again, I, you know, I think probably at the end of the year they're probably in the Final Four, and I think they'd be deserving. I think it's a really good team. I think they're really good up front on both sides of the ball. Um, so I, I don't feel that way about uh, about Notre Dame at all. Luke would like to know who was the Division One team that you root for. Uh, Notre Dame. So that might be a little biased in my answer there, but uh, I, you know, I was I was raised. I'm Irish. I was raised Irish Catholic in the Chicagoland area, and uh, with that, you're just a Notre Dame fan. It's kind of the way it works. So I'm a Notre Dame fan for football. I'm a Duke basketball fan. Um, so I'll probably get some hatred for the, for those two combinations on top of being a Bears fan. But uh, Notre Dame football, Duke basketball, has kind of been uh, kind of been my favorite teams uh, for a long time. I just want to state that it's really unfair that you're Irish and don't burn like me. But okay, I digress. Um, Fair enough. Next up is Connor. <laughs> next up is Connor, who would like who would like to know how bad do you think your Bears will finish this year? I mean, I think 0-17 is on the table. Uh, they are they are awful, really? uh, absolutely awful. And and you know, I think uh, you know they're 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 three and a half point home underdogs this week um, against a team that gave up 70. And, and I think that says a lot about just how historically bad this team may be. Um, I I don't know if there's a Pro Bowl player on the roster. You know, I, I don't know who that guy is. If there is, um, there, there's just. They're not good, and they're they're really poorly coached, and uh, I, I don't see a lot of hope. It seems like a, a, a franchise right now that's totally uh, dysfunctional. Um, again, not well coached. I don't think the roster's any good. I I I think it's likely they'll win a game at some point, uh, but I wouldn't rule low in seventeen out. I think I think they are that bad. Craig would like to know if Jack's Pizza is that bad. What are the top five brand name frozen pizzas? So I'm going to go. Um, there's two that I like. I hope they're they're readily available. But Home Run Inn is a Chicago-based frozen pizza. Uh, we can definitely get them in Wisconsin. So hopefully they're, they're kind of a national brand. But Home Run Inn I think is outstanding. Very buttery uh, crust. Um, so that's probably my number one. Uh, I like lots of matzah. Uh, again, I don't know how regional that is, but but. Uh, you know, very, very good frozen pizza. Um, a lot of cheese on it. Obviously, lots of matzo. You, you'd expect a lot of cheese. So those are probably my top two. 
Um, beyond that, you know, kind of national brands. Um, I think Red Baron makes a decent frozen pizza. It, it, it's uh, it's solid. You know, I think Tombstone, if you're looking for a more affordable options, significantly better than Jack's. Um, again, a solid frozen pizza. You know, you can't really go wrong with frozen pizza, but those would be uh, those would be solid. And then there's a place, uh, definitely a local place up here in Sheboygan, Luigi's. Um, they make an outstanding frozen pizza. So, again, you're not getting it unless you want to travel to Sheboygan County, but um, Luigi's frozen pizza, again, it's going to be in the uh, the freezer section of your local stores here in, in, uh, in the area, but they make an outstanding frozen pizza as well. So I'll give you those five. Uh, again, I don't want to act like, you know, a Jack's frozen pizza is edible. Like, I, I don't want you throwing it away. If you got it in your freezer, cook it up, enjoy it, uh, but, but there's better options as well. And what are our words of wisdom for the week? Yeah, this one's going to be for uh, for the people that are that are kind of my age, the uh, the the middle age. I'm I'm 42 now. Um, stretch, and that, that's that's my word of wisdom. Stretch. So uh, about two and a half weeks ago at practice, um, we were we were in a drill, and and I was playing free safety, giving our quarterbacks a look, and uh, went over to uh, to to kind of defend one of our receivers and he didn't see me coming and he ran me over and when I mean ran me over he ran me over uh landed on top of me and uh for about two and a half weeks now I've been in significant pain um had like a, a hip flexor groin injury um and, and I I realized that I need to stretch more so uh yesterday was the first day back on the treadmill got got a run in but it was about a 20 minute stretch before I could get on the treadmill and uh, I need to commit myself to stretching and, and, and getting loose and limbering up because um, if not, I, I just can't make it anymore. So my words of wisdom to, to all of us reaching middle age is take some time to stretch uh, before you do anything, whether it's uh, just waking up in the morning, stretch, because you're going to feel better if you, uh, if you loosen up the muscles a little bit. Fantastic advice. Coach Burton, thanks for joining us this week. All right, Rob. I appreciate you, buddy.